0: You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 32. Are you in the service industry? As in, your business provides a service for people as opposed to a product? I'm talking about all my photographer friends, personal trainers, delivery drivers, plumbers, anyone who has to meet up with their clients in person. Well, this episode is going to be extra intended for you, but really this episode just has so much to offer for anyone with any kind of business or honestly just anyone in general. We're talking about something that is near and dear to my heart because I have personally had some sketchy situations happen to me. We're talking about safety as a business owner, specifically a service-based business owner, but honestly, this really is just going to cover how to stay safe as a human being living in the crazy world that we live in. As the daughter of a retired police officer, I pretty much have heard it all my life. Don't talk to strangers, never give out personal information online, always pay attention when walking through parking lots alone, never go out by yourself at night. You know the drill. But something that no one probably ever predicted is how far we have come as a society and where technology has led us. It's crazy to think that back in the day, I was never allowed to have a MySpace in middle school when all my friends did. My first social media account I had was Facebook and it was right before my freshman year of high school started and my mom had access to everything. My account, my passwords, all the things. Then Instagram came around and for a long time it was really just an app for editing photos. And look at us now. I run my entire business off of social media. People share their entire lives across multiple platforms from live streaming to YouTube videos to podcasts to these amazing Instagram photos. It seems like everyone has gotten extremely extremely comfortable with the idea of putting it all out on the internet for the world to see. And there's this part of me that loves it. There are people I have been following for like 10 years. I have gotten to watch them grow up and get married and start their own families and build businesses and so much more. But the other part of me wonders that if we're spending just way too much time consuming it all. Nonetheless, this is where we are as a society and I think that there are some very important things that small businesses, especially service-based businesses, need to be aware of. I'm going to be talking about several key points to staying safe as a service-based business owner, running their businesses both online and in person. But honestly, like I said, these things are just good to know for anyone in general, especially women. So let's get into it. Hey, my name is Sarah and I'm a Western photographer, a business educator, and a marketing nerd. But most of my friends just know me as the Crazy Horse Girl. My journey started when I bought my $800 horse at 14 and that manifested into a business that changed my life. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur and I have made it my mission to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so they can live that small town dream life that they desire while achieving goals bigger than they ever could have imagined. Around here, we cover all things marketing, social media, branding, content creation, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. If you're ready to get to work, learn how to uplevel your business and your life and get a little rowdy too, then you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Let me guess, you are exhausted from having to type out the exact same emails over and over again every time a new client reaches out. You want to have this incredible client experience and have your personality shine through your words, but answering all the same questions over and over again can be totally draining. That's why I created a brand new freebie, a guide of email templates specifically for photographers, but they're honestly helpful for any kind of business. In the guide, you will get five of the most important emails that every photographer should have in their back pocket, from what to say in their first initial email to how to respond when someone has ghosted you and more. The templates are fill in the blank and completely customizable. If you struggle with what to say to your clients or you just want something to copy and paste next time a new inquiry rolls in, then this freebie is for you. To get your hands on the guide, just head to sarahelrod.com email templates. Again, that is Sarah with an H, Elrod, E-L-R-O, Alright, now back to the show. I was always the girl who believed that nothing bad would ever happen to me. Even with my dad being a cop and knowing he saw the worst of the worst kind of people. I just always felt safe. I lived in a nice neighborhood. My friends were not the troublemaking kind. I never snuck out, and most of the time I just tried to do as I was told. But as I got older and more wise, I learned that I really did need to be careful. There's this one particular day that sticks out to me from when I was in college. It was my freshman year, and I used to park in this one particular parking lot every single day. There was usually about an hour break in the middle of my day, so I would oftentimes just go sit in my truck or eat food and take a nap but this one particular summer day I had to use the restroom on my break and the closest restroom was in the athletic building near the parking lot that I was in so I walked inside the building and down the hall it was pretty empty in there and I was really the only one walking the hallway but once I turned the corner to where the door of the restroom was I saw a man standing there this man was someone who I didn't really know but I had seen before one other time You see, at this time, I worked at this little yogurt shop, and this guy had come into my store before and had a really odd demeanor about him. He spoke very quietly, almost to the point of not being able to understand him, and he was really tall and just a pretty big guy in general. And when he came into the shop, he was asking me things that I wasn't really able to make out, and then he asked if he could have a hug. And I obviously said no because that was super weird. I didn't know this guy. I'd never seen him before. And eventually, after just kind of what felt like a really awkward long interaction, he did leave. Now, granted, my place of work and my college were in two completely different towns about 30 minutes away from each other. So the fact that this same strange man is now standing in the empty hallway at my school was definitely enough to freak me out. I should have turned around and left, but silly me wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt and I really had to pee, to be honest, so I walked past him and opened the bathroom door. As I walked past him, though, he reached his arms out like he was trying to hug me or grab me. I honestly don't know. And the scariest part was that once I was actually inside of the women's bathroom, I locked myself in a stall and I heard the door to the bathroom open and I then heard what sounded like footsteps coming into the bathroom. I started to panic because I knew it was him and he was debating on whether he should actually come all the way into the the bathroom or not. I honestly was scrambling through my backpack trying to figure out what I could use to hit the guy in self-defense if necessary. After a few moments, the door shut again and I knew he'd walked out, but I still had a lot of reason to believe that he was just standing outside the door waiting for me to come out. I tried calling a friend who was in the parking lot, but they didn't answer, so I took a deep breath and I darted out the door sure enough he was standing right there waiting for me to come out of the bathroom he tried to hold his arms out again and this time he was making these like kissing noises at me but i just sprinted out of the building and didn't look back i didn't even want to try to figure out what he was doing and i never really saw him again after that but that interaction was just enough to scare me into carrying a taser in my backpack and also pepper spray I don't tell you this story as a way to scare you or make my life sound super dramatic or anything like that. The truth is, I've been pretty lucky to never have any real sketchy encounters, at least none that were so bad that they stick out in my mind. But I'm a small girl. It would not take much for someone to snatch me up, and since becoming a photographer where I am meeting strangers on a regular basis, I really started to have to take my safety seriously, and I want you guys to all do the same as well. I've come up with several different ways for staying safe as a service based business owner, and I want to extend them to you so that you can use these in your own life. Whether you are a business owner or not, these tips may just keep you alive. I would honestly encourage you to share these tips with your friends, daughters, family, and anyone in your life who might benefit from this. And as stated in the introduction, This is especially for women. Now, that's not to say that guys aren't at risk too, but obviously as females, we are a little more vulnerable at times. So share this with people in your life that you feel need to hear this. So the first set of tips that I wanna give is in reference to online safety. So this goes for business owners, but this also just goes for anybody who has social media accounts or spends any time on the internet. While we may feel like we are invincible on the internet the truth is there are some total creepers out there and as business owners we are told to show up online and share our lives and be present to build a community and relationships with potential clients and I believe that this is totally possible to do while also maintaining a level of safety first things first you never want to post your exact location in real time if you are at a particular restaurant in a particular town don't tell your entire following that you are there at this very moment instead wait until you have left the restaurant or the building or wherever it is to share the location and you know because there's influencers out there that are sharing i stayed at this hotel or this restaurant or you know i I went to this Airbnb and that's all fine and dandy. And that's, you know, kind of part of what they do. You just don't want to be so blatant about the exact location that you're at in real time because you just never know who's paying attention who might be close to where you are who might want to come meet you and find you at that particular place and I don't mean for that to sound super morbid but again we can never be too careful so I would just say avoid sharing exact locations as you are there wait until you've already left and a way that I do this too is I will record like pre-record my stories since you know for me, I love to document and keep you guys up to date on, you know, what I am doing in my life. And I'm on my Instagram stories a lot. I will pre-record stories and then just save them onto my phone and post them later. And this does two things. One, it doesn't give you a play-by-play of my exact every move, movement and location um, until later on. And I've already left. But two, it also allows me to be more present in the moments that I'm enjoying and living so I don't have to, you know, record something fun and then immediately stop and look down at my phone and post it and take a few minutes to get everything looking the way I want it to look and all of that. So I can just record it and then come back to it later on. The second thing is Try to be aware of what kind of routines you are establishing online and even in person. When I lived in an apartment in North Dakota, I was there by myself a lot of the time. And I really tried to avoid having too much of an obvious routine to where people might take notice of the times that I'm home, the times that I'm not, or when I'm alone and when I'm not. And the same thing applies for online. Don't make it a habit to say exactly where you are at exactly what time every single day. People are paying more attention than you probably think they are. And so if you do go to a specific restaurant in a specific town on a regular basis, it's probably best that you avoid telling your following that so that they don't start to understand a, or see a pattern or a routine in how you're going about your day-to-day life so the next tips are about staying safe when you are meeting up with someone in person so this goes for my service-based business people when you're meeting up with new clients in person or if you're somebody who made a friend on social media and you guys are going to meet up in person for the first time here are some tips on how to do it as safely as possible so the first thing i say stock their social media first so make sure their social media accounts have several photos if not tons of photos of the same looking person or the same person and it's very obvious that it's the same person and that it's not a catfish account so you can never be obviously 100 percent sure of this you know people maybe go the extra mile to make a fake account but you know y- chances are if there are hundreds of photos of the same person then it's less likely to be fake versus if they have one photo of themselves and it's just their profile photo and then the rest they like don't have any other photos or something so make sure that there is a lot of social proof that they are a real person and that you are very comfortable with what their face looks like and that you'd be able to spot them in public if you saw that face The second tip is to always meet in a public place with other people around. So don't go meet in some dark back alley. Don't go, you know, don't have them come to your house. Um, Meet them somewhere public, whether that's a coffee shop or a restaurant or somewhere where there's a lot of other people around. You just want to make sure that you're not doing anything secretive or that, you know, nobody, you don't have any witnesses. You definitely want some witnesses. So do meet them with, you know, meet people in a public place. The second, no, that was two. The third thing is to tell someone else what you're doing and where you're going to be so whether that's a friend or a family member make sure you tell them I'm going to be at this spot at this time and for it should be about this long and then you know send them a link to your location so they can track you if needed Um, so let's say you're a photographer and I meet a lot of my clients sometimes I just send them a pin to a location and so not all the times. Is it like a super public place? So in that situation, I have, you know, my phone being tracked or I somebody knows I'm there. Um, or the next tip, which is to bring someone with you. So a lot of times my fiance comes to shoots with me or I'll bring a friend or I have my mom with me or literally something. Um, somebody knows... That I'm there, someone's there with me, um, just as, again, either a witness or just some added comfort of knowing this is is what you're doing. And if I were to call and tell somebody, hey, I have a shoot, I'm going to be here, it should be about an hour long, and if they haven't heard from me in two hours, then, you know, they should probably try to get in contact with me or they might know that something maybe is wrong. And then the other thing is to have an exit strategy to leave if things get uncomfortable. So, you know, I'm fully believe in, (laughs) I don't know if anybody else listens to Crime Junkie, the podcast, but they always say to don't be afraid to be rude and um, overly cautious in situations like this. But if you're genuinely super uncomfortable, then I think there's every reason for you to just be rude and be like, I'm leaving, I'm not comfortable. But otherwise, have an excuse if you want to be a little more discreet about it. Have an exit strategy. Have a reason why you could just dip out from that situation, whatever kind of situation it is. For wedding days, I actually have a clause in my contract that states that if I get uncomfortable at a wedding if you know a guest at the wedding or somebody is harassing me or making me feel uncomfortable then I am allowed to leave the wedding and that's covered in the contract. So you know making sure that I'm legally covered in all those bases and that you know I'm I'm staying safe in every way that I possibly can. And then my last set of tips are just other kind of random little safety tips um, for staying safe as a service-based business as just an individual in general. So so basic tips are always park under street lamps, especially if it's dark outside. You never want to park, you know, in some dark parking lot where there's no lights. Um, things are less likely to happen not saying they never happen but statistics show that they are less likely to happen when you are in a well-lit area um, you want to try to park close to the door of buildings like the main door of the building so if it's you know rather it's daytime nighttime whatever um, instead of parking like in the far back you know isolated area of the parking lot if you can park as close to the front door of where you're going things are less likely to happen there as well and if someone god forbid if someone were to ever grab you or anything like that um assault you i don't know that i can am i legally allowed to say things like this i don't know honestly homegirl though go for the eyeballs or if it's a dude you hit him right in the baby maker and you run as hard as you possibly can um these are just things you know this is I'm trying to make this as PG as possible, but like I said, my father was a cop. He taught me self-defense things, and honestly, if someone grabs you and is trying to, like, kidnap you or do harm to you, and that is very obvious, they're gonna stop if you rip their eyeball out, okay? I know that's gruesome, but it's true, right? So, you know, you do what you gotta do, and uh, please don't sue me for <laughs> saying this. I don't know. I'm probably gonna get canceled <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed. I'm just trying to keep my my people safe. Okay, guys, I love you guys. I want you to be safe. Um, So anyway, there's that. Um, And then the other thing is carry things like pepper spray or a taser or get your CCW and conceal carry a gun and I have my CCW and I understand that not everybody is comfortable carrying a gun and that's okay that's a personal decision but I have never felt safer than knowing that I have a gun on me and that's just the truth I you know grew up in a law enforcement family my fiance is a hunter I've been around guns my whole life they're not anything that make me feel uncomfortable and i know how to use them and so um and this is very controversial um anyways that's all i'm gonna say about that but um i just want you guys to be safe like i said i that is so important to me and i want you guys to be safe have fun and live a good long healthy life um we live in a crazy world so we need to be protecting ourselves and always uh, being cautious when necessary. And so, yeah, I hope that this episode mean, hits you well, means well. Um, these are all just my personal opinions. Um, take it with a grain of salt if you don't agree with me. Um, but yeah, I love you guys and I hope to see you in the next one. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to branded slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's branded slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all. I will see you in the next one.